where I smile films presents the shot. And now here are your hosts, Matt and Jesse. Welcome to the shot, Ryan Nation. This is uh, our midweek episode in the middle of the pandemic that has swept through the nation. Um, you know, occasionally we'll do these just to sort of bide the time, I guess, from uh, podcast to podcast. But we thought to give you something to listen to this week. And as the trailer says to the podcast, sometimes mm-hmm. we dabble into sports and music, and I think we're going to tackle sports tonight, aren't we, Jesse? This is quite the hybrid. Do we want to revisit our picks for the NFL? No, that was a disaster. Can I, Before we go further, can we do one thing here? Let's open yeah. these up. We're going to drink beer today because it's going to be Base. very appropriate. Yeah, baseball. I'm, I'm just mad I don't have peanuts to shell all over my office. I'm, we're going to toast right now. I know you don't want to do this, but okay. we're going to toast right now to my football team not. Signing Tom Brady? Praise Jesus. <laughs> go, thank God. Good, yeah, well, good for me, too. I don't want to play you two times. Exactly. <laughs> we are drinking mm. Rogue Bat Squatch. It's a hazy IPA. Yum. It's not a not a harsh IPA. It's kind of got a, like like fruity tones to it. Yeah. So, yeah, in the midst of, yeah, being able to, like, cover films, and that's on the weekly Rise Smile, and who knows, we might, the next time we go to the theater might be June. Uh, yeah. But we decided to turn out this shot. So being that, you know, the baseball season is going to be on hiatus, at least until late May, we figured Matt and I would do our own fantasy baseball draft. But for all of you out there who could maybe give two licks about baseball, movie character edition so what matt and i are going to do is we're going to draft a full baseball roster from first base to catcher to relieving pitchers to owners managers and even the people up in the broadcast booth but we can only pick movie characters so from the all eras of cinema the only stipulation we gave ourselves was no superheroes that seemed a little too easy right so yeah, we're going to fill our own baseball roster, and I'm very excited to kind of see who you would, in a fantasy draft, draft to put on uh, Matt's, uh, Matt's uh, L.A. Bombers here. <laughs> and your Pittsburgh Cavaliers. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the Pitt, the Jesse Cavaliers. That's I like that. That's my team. All right. So, yeah. Why the Dixon we... Bombers and the Jesse Cavaliers. There we go. I like that. Okay. So, yeah, why don't we just kind of start? Let's start with first base. Now, your first baseman, my favorite uh, position to play when I played ball as a kid. You know, you're the anchor. You can't, really can't let any balls get past you. You're the first kind of line of defense there. Uh, you really need a, a strong person here at first base that's not going to let a lot of stuff come by you. Who do you got at first? So, for me, uh, this was easy. The first one I came up with, this was my first selection. Mm-hmm. For me, first base is... Pretty talented, but a little bit limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the best athlete on the field. Um, a decent glove, but a better bat. Mm-hmm. So for me, that came to Rick Blaine, Humphrey Bogart, and Casablanca is my starting first baseman on mm-hmm. this team. He's not drinking so much. <laughs> Even if he is. <laughs> Babe, Babe Ruth drank a lot. Yeah, he did. I, I think he could be fantastic <clears throat> in... Everything that is thrown his way is caught. And if you think about the role that he plays at Rick's in Casablanca, Mm -hmm. it sort of fits. Yeah. Um, And the limited part is what, by Claude Rains, who's also in that movie, (laughs) who did not make my team. Cursed man. (laughs) Um, He's kind of limited in what he can do there, too. He's on my team. You just can't see him. (laughs) Awesome. So there's my first baseman, Rick Blaine. Excellent. 
Yeah, well, kind of going off those same stipulations as you, uh, my first baseman, starting with, you know, uh, she's going to be a real strong hitter. I'm going with Ellen Ripley here at first base. Yeah, good choice. Uh, yeah, when she has to, you know, take a stand, she can really hold her own. But when she's facing a formidable opponent, you better watch out if she gets in that power loader because watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Excellent. Let's move up to second base. An interesting position here. You're kind of, you know, tasked with guarding not only your base, but what I kind of call the no man's land between first and second. So this has got to be a guy that drives pitch count. This Mm -hmm. has got to be that gets on base. This is a guy that is steady Eddie that is going to be... 285, 20 and 110, 85 to 110 if you're lucky. And this was a no brainer for me. Mm-hmm. My second baseman is none other than George Bailey. Okay. okay. Jimmy Stewart <laughs> from It's a Wonderful Life is a man in second base on my team. So I got Rick Blaine, Rick Blaine, and George Bailey. Rick, Rick, pass me the ball over there, Rick. <laughs> well, if you can't trust your friends, who can you trust? That's pretty It's good. a very interesting situation. That's pretty good. All right, Jimmy oh, Stewart. All right, for me, um, yeah, I thought about maybe actually a couple characters by this actor, but I went with one, and it's Butch Coolidge from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. One guy that obviously knows how to use a long implement, you know, he, I think he could trade his samurai sword for a baseball bat here, but a yeah. multi-talented, uh, he's the Bo Jackson of Filmland. He's a boxer and a ball player in, in my world. Right. So he's my second baseman. I love it. Can I pick the next position? Yes. Let's just go around the horn then. Yeah. Um, all Short, right. Let's, shortstop. Let's go to shortstop. You okay. can have this one. Alrighty, shortstop. You know, so this is the Jarek Jeter, Jeter type. You know, he's got to be a good-looking man, suave, sophisticated, but a crucial position. Hey, he's got to be able to hit. But I'm going more for this the suave sophistication, and I'm going Han Solo for this one. That's funny that she said that. That was in mind. It didn't make it, but let me. All right, defend it. Does he have a big arm from the hole? Big enough. Okay, but never tell him the odds because he'll find a way to get it done. That's who I want batting. Yeah. Because odds are stacked. It's 90, it's nine versus one every pitch. <laughs> Excellent. So I like that. Okay, so I'm with you. Gotta be slick, gotta be smooth, mm-hmm. gotta be powerful, gotta be nimble. Um, this is actually my three hitter on this team, too, and it's Lee. That is Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. That's my shortstop. Nice. Um yeah, just watch. That's who I want fielding. You'd be so limber out there. Oh man. <laughs> Ozzie Smith can't even start Bruce Lee. He'd be able to have like an even little extra reach there between second and third. It's like nothing would get past him. Well, and if it did, he'd just kick it. Yeah. You know, got two hands, two feet. He's body. a little on the short side, though. I don't know where his, his batter's box is going to be. <laughs> so, right. Okay. So hitting might be a challenge, but man, he's a good fielder. All right. So there's a shortstop. Going to third? Yeah, let's go to third. All right. You or me? You go first. John McClain from Die Hard. Nice. Rough and tumble, gritty. <clears throat> it's got to be Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, can play without shoes <laughs> or with shoes, mm-hmm. um, which I guess we could be the argument for DB Sweeney, right? Too, um, from Shoeless Joe Jackson and Eight Men Out. But mm-hmm. no, we're going to go with Bruce Willis. He he just looks like a third baseman in that movie. Third baseman Qu- is. Question Is he playing the game with, with or without cleats? Uh, he doesn't need them. Yeah, I think he'd be better without cleats. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Turf. It, yeah, like. He, it's him. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then um, I think that that would probably be who I would put in the four hole too. Mm. That'd probably be my cleanup. Yeah, I don't know where my hitters are really hitting. I'll let the manager decide that. He's Maybe got. His, we'll get to that. He's too. got his hands full. Who's your third baseman, Jesse? My third baseman, uh, going with that rough and tumble, that kind of griff, kind of you know, 
used to wastelands. I'm actually going with the character we just talked about, Imperator Furiosa here at third base. Yeah. Uh, and she's got a metal arm too. And that's going to be her throwing arm. I don't want to be catching any balls with, right. with that thing. So, yeah, I think she can anchor that that down there and that ball there that is skirts on the on the foul line that's going to go in the outfield. That ain't getting past her. So she's also really good with eye black. Yeah, exactly. It's forehead black in that movie, but just move oh, it down. She, to her she'd be pretty intimidating out there. <laughs> that's good. my third baseman. Uh, we go to center. Center field. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I bet we have the same guy here. Okay. Maybe. Maybe not. Go ahead. It's James Bond. Okay. But for me, it's Sean Connery's James Bond. Okay. I need him to be slick. I need him to be fast. Mm -hmm. I need him to be resourceful. Uh, and I also need him to be able to follow the manager's orders, but organize left and right on either side that flanks him. And that feels like James Bond. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I want Sean Connery's James Bond to be my center fielder. <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. Roger Moore would be just punning his way on the field out there. Yeah, I don't know what position Roger Moore. He wouldn't have a mind. No, he didn't get out of double A. <laughs> okay, my center fielder, I'm going um, with the master of Dreamland, and he know he's got a long reach. I'm going Freddy Krueger out here nice. in center field. Okay. Yeah, because Willie Mays played center field, right? Yeah, yeah, so if he's got to kind of go leap on the wall, he's got an extra, extra advantage because he's just going to elongate his arms there. I've seen the way he can run down the alley. Yeah, he's got it down. And he's got that glove. He's got, like, an extra glove almost. Infinite range. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be a good center fielder out there. I like it. I don't know. He, just, he might jump in and start murdering the stands <laughs> if they held him. Yeah. Uh, right field or left field? Where do you want to go? Oh, let's go. Let's go left first. You can have it first. All right. Oh left. my god, I can't wait to do this one. All right, left field. Um, good luck um, for you, uh, left-handed batters out there that are naturally going to just hit that way. Mm -hmm. Or uh, no, you're, you're right-handed. Um, would be more that. You're not going to get literally any balls because she's just going to send them back. I'm going Carrie White out here in left field. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Let's hear it. Yeah, literally. Yeah, if any ball goes that way, she's just going to telekinesis it into her glove. Like, there's no shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So catch put, her, everything. put her out in Boston with the green monster. Like, yeah, that ain't even going to even touch the wall. That's great. And then you know what she can do? You can bury her in the outfield and she can sneak up if she needs to also <laughs> pop out. <laughs> Carrie White is your left fielder. Yeah, just don't put, just don't let uh, Margaret White into the stadium. Can she hit? Um, I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> yeah, she'll hit it with her mind. Exactly. Okay, so I have a definite sports take on left fielders before I get into mm -hmm. my selection. I don't think there's a more overrated position in baseball. Okay. Every left fielder thinks that they are so important, and there's about 50 of them that are all really good. Explain a little bit about, about the left field, because we have a lot of listeners like in like the UK and Australia, and maybe they might be a little unfamiliar. So if you have your center fielder needs to have a lot of range and be able to run down stuff in the alleys, mm -hmm. being on the right side of the left side, left field or right field, it's going to decrease some of the range because you only have to cover so far because you have the foul line to reduce some of the field. And I guess you could track some stuff down into foul territory, but mostly that's in the stands. You don't need as big an arm from left field as you do from right field because the throw from left field home is shorter than it is from right field. And what are you going to throw a guy out at third base? That's just bad base running. And you need a bigger arm from right field to do that too. And no one gets thrown out at second base other than probably by a center fielder off the wall. That left fielder is usually a right-handed batter. So they're going to, they're going to probably play like in a traditional way. Like uh, there's some left fielders that are left-handed, but it's dominant, predominantly a right-handed hitter. Mm -hmm. This is average fielder, weakest arm of the three, and probably just 
a pretty good stick, but not that great a stick because then they'd be in center field. That's why I put a, 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 a someone out there with special powers. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some baseball people out there that are going to take me to task <clears throat> on that. And I'm sure if I pulled up every left fielder, you probably could make an argument. It's my belief that that's a wildly overrated position. I'm dying to hear you got there. So wildly overrated self of sense, self of self of sense. What am I trying to say? Yeah. Sense of self-importance. Sure. Man, dude, this is like, it's Frank TJ Maxey. That's Tom Cruise from Magnolia. <laughs> that guy is so full of it and himself. The magician, right? That is my left yeah. fielder. Yeah. He is that guy. Like, you know, with his hyper-masculine little shtick that he lays and just gets undressed by that, that reporter. Yeah. Um, it's it's him. Tom Cruise is my Frank TJ Maxey. That's from That's hilarious. <laughs> all right, let's let's move all over. Uh, move over to right, right field now. Okay. Why don't you go ahead? Like I said, big arm got to be accurate with the throw. Mm-hmm. Got to be a pretty good hitter. Um, so I really focused on the ability to have deadly precision aim Ooh. and a big arm to go with it. So he's thinking sniper, kinda. Yeah. Okay, kinda. It is. Uh, Martin Blank, that's John Cusack from Gross Point Blank. Oh, okay. A little bit of comedy on my team, a little bit of lightheartedness. Yeah. Um, he can actually play a little bit too, again, back to eight men out, but we're not choosing, at least I'm not choosing baseball players from baseball movies. Yeah. That's who I want out there. I want that laser light focus yeah. and the assassin's ability to gun people down on the bases. Nice. See how I did that? That's pretty good. All right. Who's your right yeah, I think my guy has a little bit of that too, that kind of yeah, uh, precision and tact. I don't know. He's a bit of a drunk and a bit of a loon, but he's the only person on my team who I know who's used a baseball bat, and boy, did he use it on, <laughs> on that answering machine. I'm going Quint from Jaws. Oh, my God. Robert Shaw. <laughs> yeah, my team's going to have issues. My team's like major league. <laughs> I just want to see the, the interaction in the dugout between him and Kerry White. <laughs> That's going to be priceless. <laughs> You had to throw Inspector Clouseau in there, as a matter of fact, just oh, for some... Gosh, I, I kind of wish this was real now. <laughs> I know. I so like yeah, it. Yeah, Robert Shaw Quint. Yeah, he's going to yeah, yeah, be a decent batter, but also, yeah, have a have a real strong side to himself there. Let's go to the anchor of the infield. That's the catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go first or you want me to? <clears throat> you go first. Okay. So it was, for me, uh, like Lewis, Lewis Medlock. That's the Burt Reynolds character from Deliverance. Ooh. Um, those guys get beat to pieces. Yeah. By the end of the season, most catchers can't get down to the, you know, can't get down to first base unless they hit a double. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just so beat up and yeah. knees are so bad. Yeah. The way he gets it handed to him in that movie and still champions the cause, mm-hmm. he, to me, is a catcher. He looks like a catcher. He feels like a catcher. That's who I want catching the pitches behind home plate, arranging the infield, relaying the signs. I want Lewis Medlock. Excellent. <laughs> That's great. I love Deliverance. Me too. Maybe now since we're just all holed up, that might be a film that we might have to cover sooner rather than later. That would be good. If we did a Burt Reynolds cast, we could even throw in Boogie Nights. Mm, There you go. Yeah. All righty. So catcher, I need someone, yeah, like yours, who can do a little bit of rough and tumble. I went more for like a stubborn attitude because if they're coming charging, you've got to really hold your ground. And boy, did I pick someone who holds his ground essentially for the entire runtime of the film. (laughs) I'm going juror number three from 12 Angry Men, Lee J. Cobb. Nice. That's (laughs) fantastic. What a great choice. Yeah. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to knock that runner out. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Lee J. Cobb, one of the best 
cinema villains ever. Yeah. Such a good, he's good great. actor. He's kind of a, yeah, underrated too. Wildly. So good turn in The Exorcist as well. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Good choice, man. I, I hadn't thought about that. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I thought about also honorable mention, uh, Walter from Big Lebowski. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to go with uh, starting pitcher then next, yeah? Actually, let's, because to me, the p- pitching is probably maybe the most important aspect of baseball. Okay. So why don't we do our, our pinch running and designated hitter, and then we'll we'll wrap up with the with the pitching. Pinch runner. Yes. Okay, so I just need a guy to come in late, steal a base, someone yeah. who hustles. Yeah. Couldn't be defined any more clear than fast Eddie Felson. Mm. Paul nice. Newman. Nice. And what's the my third favorite film of all time, mm-hmm. The Hustler? Um. He may not blind you with his speed because I don't know if Paul Newman had any, but my God, he's sure going to bedazzle you with the <laughs> amount of BS that he can spin. So, um, take- no, he'll be yapping to the first baseman and then they'll like get distracted and then they'll throw. He'll be distracted and he gets to steal second. Exactly. Mm, good. For everybody out there, if you want to watch a man spin a web, watch the picnic scene in that film with him and Piper Laurie. I know we've talked about it, but mm-hmm. one of the best. Okay, let's hear your pinch runner. Excellent. I'll bring him in just because he runs in every one of the movies in these series, so I know he's got the speed. He, I, he looks funny doing it, but by all means, I'm going Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. I was going to say, it's got to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, he runs in every movie, but Ethan Hunt especially. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, bring him in. He'll He won't get tired. Maybe he'll steal a couple bases for you. Good choice. Yeah, yeah, he'll uh, pinch run for uh, Lee J. Cobb. <laughs> He's going to need to, yeah. right. Okay, so DH. Mm-hmm. DH is somebody that's going to show up. <clears throat> a DH, a designated hitter. DH, and I'm going to use this like pinch hitter too, so it's sort of like man off the bench with the big stick that can kind of help me when I need him. Terry Lyme, mm. Orson Welles from The Third Man. Third Man. He's in that movie for three scenes. The Ferris wheel scene is terrific, and he shows up wields a mighty axe and then is gone just like I want my idea. I don't need you to catch. I don't need you to run. I just need you to get up there and swing it, man. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want Harry Lyman. He's got the girth to do it to it at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> that's a film you're not too fond of, if I remember right. No, but he's pretty good in it. I actually don't really like that film. At, yeah. No. Like, yeah. no, not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. Okay, excellent. All right, my designated hitter, kind of like you said, like you don't need to be special, you know, be fielding, but when we need you to come in and pack a wallop, and this is kind of that character to a T where he's kind of mild-mannered and by the books and then like just randomly he's just like stomping people's faces and I'm actually going the driver, Ryan Gosling, from the film Drive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you need some like uber, uber hits just randomly, just call him off the bench and he'll come, he'll come do it and stomp your face in an elevator. Got a pair of batting gloves on his hands already. <laughs> he kind of does, yeah. Stamp driving gloves he wears. He's going to bat in his jacket too. <laughs> He's going to be the best looking guy on either of our teams as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He wins MVP for looks. Okay. Uh, Han Solo might give him a run for his money. Okay. All right. That's fair. Where you want to go next? The mound? Yeah, let's go to the mound. Let's go with our starting pitcher. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. So starting pitcher, yeah, you know, you want someone who's not going to get, like, pulled in the second inning. So I went with someone who's going to have a lot of endurance, going to be able to go a really long time. Uh, Nare I say go the distance, and I'm going Rocky Balboa as my starting pitcher. Fantastic. Yeah. He's truly showed in a lot of those movies that I don't know what Rocky's boxing technique is because he never, like, defends his face. Yeah, just block everything with your head. <laughs> and he, he takes a beating, and he just manages to stay in it until until the end when it really matters. And if I can get him until the eighth inning, until my reliever comes in, boy, we're in good shape. Have to have a pretty big ERA to support that, but you got enough sticks on that yeah. team. Plus, Kerry White. He's got enough heart, too. He'll, he'll rally the troops with just his charisma. 
I like the idea of a starting pitcher being a gunslinger. So I literally went to the quintessential, and that is the man with no name or Blondie, Clint Eastwood from mm. the Man with No Name series. I prefer the good, the bad, and the ugly Blondie. Yeah. That's who my man is on the mound. <laughs> Spitting in the platoon, spittoon, as he greases that baseball up, turns it over in his hands. He's going to be hiding comes. all kinds of pine tar in that poncho of oh, his. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> And here comes a splitter. Doesn't he feel like he just throws a nasty splitter? That'd be pretty good. That's who I want. He's got to have a cigarette in his mouth, too, when he's pitching. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And a six-shooter ready to go, too. The gunslinger. <laughs> well, let's stay on the mound, and let's go with the relievers. Let's go with our reliever. Okay, so now we're in the eighth to ninth inning of baseball. Maybe the game's in the balance. Your pitcher's getting tired. You need to call in a hot hand to come finish up the game. So who's closing up your your shop here. This was tough for me. It was one of two guys. I'll tell you who didn't make it. That was Paul Gondorf. I wanted somebody who was pretty slick with some guile. That's from uh, the Sting, but that's not who made it. I'm going to go with someone with even more guile, and that's going to be Kevin Spacey's very famous Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspects. Why don't you Why don't you announce him up here to the mound? Now coming into the game for the Dixon. What do you say, Dodgers? Bombers. Dixon Bombers. Number 44, Kaiser Sose. There you go. Walk up music. <laughs> Walk up with his limp and then it's suddenly gone. Is he not the closer of all closers? Yeah, pretty, pretty closer. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I went with someone to kind of compliment Rocky's, you know, very well fought fight up to this point. I went with someone who I know is clutch in the moment and someone who has the reflexes, has the timing. Uh, this could only be Jack Burton. Mm. Coming up here from San Francisco, California, number 69, Jack Burton. <laughs> happy birthday to Kurt Russell today, too. Yeah, happy birthday to the man. Yes, man. Yeah, what's well, a good boy. <laughs> I love it. Those are two awesome closers. They got to come out on those walkout songs, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd get so pumped up if that was playing for me. Yep. So <laughs> I love it. All right. So that's, that's our team. That's uh that's filled in our team. Yeah. They're, they're um, some interesting personalities on both of our teams. You got a lot of a strong silent types on your team. I got a lot of psychopaths on my team, <laughs> like certifiable psycho, like Quint and, you know, Kruger and, you know, Carrie White's got her issues and yeah, yeah. there's, there's a lot going on. There. <laughs> we should match them up and simu do in some simulation. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. All right, so that's not the entire team, though. So someone has to kind of kind of wrangle all these people in. So who's the manager of the ball team? Who's kind of keeping all these people in check? Jules Winfield. <laughs> God, I'd love to see, like, uh, a team speech from him. You know it, right? Mm -hmm. That's the speech. That's who, that's who I want giving me the win one for the Gipper. Mm -hmm. Whether it's biblical or otherwise, mm -hmm. it's going to be delivered in spades. And who is not going to be so fired up when they hit the field that they won't just almost explode upon first set on the turf? Bunting, motherfucker. Can you do it? <laughs> What's up with all these motherfucking balls on this motherfucking plane? Oh, that'd be great. I love it. Oh, that's good. Yep. Okay, so I had I had a real hard time with this. Did I, I wanted to was like, do I want to go with a manager who's, you know, silent, you know, leads by example, who has a lot of zen to him. I came very close to uh, Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid. Yeah. He'd have the whole team just like painting his house for him. And somehow they'd be increasing their batting average by 60 to 75 points with every stroke without even knowing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good choice. But I went with the manager. So when like the going gets tough and he does not going to agree with the umpire's calls, I need someone going out there who's really going to let him have it. And if he's going to get ejected, by all means, he's going down. I had to go Terrence Fletcher from Whiplash. So the Billy Martin approach, huh? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Like I just, you, you've seen him in the film just totally just chew everyone and everything out. I want him doing that for the team, but a great leader too, in that he's looking for greatness amongst his players just by his own crazy way. A singular purpose and how we get there doesn't matter. Let's just get there. Yeah. It's a great choice. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the upstairs, like in the yeah. executive suite. The owner of the team, the, the ones in charge of making personnel and player decisions, they're in charge of making the final say at the end of the day and putting all this together. Who do you have running the big show of your team? Michael Douglas as Gordon Gecko. <laughs> Cutthroat. And you probably don't want to get into a contract negotiation with that guy because you're probably going to lose. But... Um, I think he's going to have two purposes in mind, and that's one, make a lot of money, and number two, win. And so uh, greed is good, and in this particular case, I want him to be very, very greedy. That's awesome. Build me a dynasty. I almost went, well, I did go with greed and, and ego, but honorable mention, again, cutthroat businessman, doesn't care about the people, he just cares about winning. I almost went Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. But at the end of the day, I had to go with the most egocentric person that I think I know in film. Bombastic, mogul type. I'm going Charles Foster Kane from Citizen Kane as my so good. the owner of my team. <laughs> Orson Welles made it on each of our baseball teams. Yeah. That's, have we even mentioned Orson Welles in this entire podcast I don't so think far? we have, yeah. How weird. Yeah. Do you like... I do like Citizen Kane. I do too. The problem with Citizen Kane is it's often referred to as the greatest film ever made. And it gets taught a lot in film schools as kind of like the by the books on how to teach film, whether editing, acting, writing. It's kind of got everything in it, which all the power to it. At the end of the day, it's a very masterfully made film. Yeah, it is. And I think yeah, we've just just been saturated too much with it, which is a bit of a shame. So is your mascot then going to be the <laughs> Xanadus? No, my mascot's a sled that's just parked there in the dugout. <laughs> Rosebud. Rosebud. No, I'm the Jesse Rosebuds. Fantastic. That sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> Pretty but prickly. All righty. Okay, so well, that's the whole team, but you know, part of the allure and flair of baseball is actually who's up in the booth calling the game. Now, I watch a lot of football, and it's usually pretty annoying. I usually have to listen to Chris Collinsworth say, now here's a guy, or it's Phil Simms, and thank God Tony Romo took his seat because he's way better. You mean watching Chris Collinsworth anoint the next <clears throat> Hall of Famer on every single play and every broadcast gets a little tedious? Yeah. That it, dude, it, my God. It's the same in baseball. You know, you got Joe Buck, and he's, he's, he's all right. But you got to have some personalities up here in the booth that are calling the shots. So. Why don't you? Exactly. So who do you got up in the booth there calling your game? <laughs> Play-by-play is Ron Burgundy, <laughs> and my color man is Axel Foley. Oh, gosh, he, he, Burgundy would be pissed drunk the entire time, and Foley would just wouldn't shut up. I know. <laughs> the, the broadcast would be more entertaining than the game. It probably would. That's pretty good. Let's tune in to listen to them <clears throat> read the phone book. All right, excellent. If Adele can sing it, these guys can broadcast it. There you go. 
All right, let's hear who you got. Play yeah, my, color. My, my my booth is gonna be um um you know just filled with like uh like like pot fumes <laughs> in the booth. So I have Jeff Spicoli. Oh wow! And Judge Smales from Caddyshack. Oh my gosh! So Judge Smales is uh is Ted Knight, the voice of a uh, a uh, uh, Super friend. So he'd call a pretty good game. He's got an announcer voice. Yeah, coming up to bat, carry White. But then he'd be like. Dude, Judge Schmales, you're like, dude, where'd you get that jacket? <laughs> hey, man, you're ripping up my scorecard. <laughs> Even if that's my scorecard and your scorecard, doesn't that make that our scorecard? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, he'd be there for the color, but he'd just be like so stoned the entire time. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's our fantasy team. <laughs> that is our fantasy team. Can oh. I ask you one more question? Go ahead. Go ahead. Who is your top prospect in minor leagues? This is just off the cuff. Let's see who we can come up with. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give you Yoda. <clears throat> I know he's old. Yeah. But I think Yoda could play any position. They're scouting him out there. Yeah, man. And like you talk about small strike zones. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Oh, my God. There's not even a strike zone. He's so small. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you see like young Yoda from like Phantom Menace era? Yeah, wielding that white saber he's, like he's a lot more limber <laughs> he's a lot more limber right yeah, he doesn't need yeah, the the tiger bomb after before and after every game oh no yeah yeah the, the, we're, we're down there we're, we're out in in california uh east uh los angeles uh, you scouting out this prospect i'm going daniel larusso from the karate kid nice kid's got something he's got some weird crane kick you know maybe he can kick the ball with that or something i love it <laughs> i love it Excellent. Oh, this is a lot of fun. So yeah, hopefully the baseball season gets here sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, it'd be fun to see a lot of these teams. Usually when I play fantasy baseball or fantasy sports of any kind, my team name always has like a movie flair to it. So once the season does get underway, I'm, this year I'm 1.21 gigawatts. Oh, I'd like it. <laughs> and I got a picture of Doc Brown with like a crazy hat on. <laughs> Rotisserie baseball is so much fun. It is. Yeah. Daily, daily baseball. It can be frustrating if, if, if you if your players get hurt and if you know players get hot and then they go cold for a long period of time but yeah you're in it for the long haul that's for sure for as much as we talk about the fantasy stuff i think that that's my favorite fantasy sport currently Mm -hmm. just because it's there's just so many outs haha yeah but from the pitching to the way you have to manipulate the lineup you know you check in on fantasy football on thursday and sunday and you're good yeah um but this is a day-to-day kind of thing and it's just sort of this fun competition Excellent. Well, it's been a lot of fun, Rye Nation. Um, we'll, we'll, Matt and I will try to turn out one of these a week now during this ongoing um, epidemic situation as we're both kind of working from home and we're both kind of in, in hiatus right now. So we got some time on. So we're going to help provide alleviation and give you some entertainment in the in-between. So Love it. Exactly. Well, cheers, Matt. Cheers, Jesse. Cheers, and we'll see you all next time. Take care, Rye Nation. Be safe.